0: This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keene. Hey, welcome to the show and Happy New Year. Ahead, it's disappointment that takes the gold medal at the World Junior Hockey Championship at Edmonton and Red Deer after the double IHF called off the tournament due to COVID-19. Several WHL players have headed back to their club teams. Team Canada's starting goaltender Dylan Duran, will speak on that and why he's holding out hope. That is coming up in a second. On well, The WHL trade deadline may be over two weeks away, but already a flurry of moves, including a popular goaltender in Prince George on the move. Taylor Gauthier off to the Portland Winterhawks will have reaction. Former Silvertips goaltender Dustin Wolf has been called up by the NHL's Calgary Flames. The 214th pick in the 2019 NHL Draft. It's a great story. Called up in Seattle, close to his junior home in Everett. We'll have more on that. And we'll check in on the Brandon Wheat Kings. We're gaining traction in the East Division. Head coach Don McGilvery will close out the show. First up. The World Junior Tournament was called off this past week, ending a dream of many WHL players who were representing their country, including 12 from the WHL on Team Canada. That included Kamloops Blazer goaltender Dylan Garand. Well, Dylan. It wasn't the way uh, you wanted your World Juniors to end. Uh, you had just gotten there and, and taken over the crease. Uh, let, let's go back to when the news broke for, for Team Canada and, and you heard that uh, the tournament was, was canceled. What was, what was your reaction?
1: Yeah, pretty disappointing for sure. Um, you know, kind of was a whirlwind kind of thing, took us all by storm. I remember, you know, that morning there was a couple games got canceled and we were still expected to play. They told us we were going to play, so went back to the hotel and stuff, was having our pregame nap. I actually got woken up from my nap with knock on my door, head down for a meeting, and that's when they broke the news and it kind of all hit us by shock. And uh, like I said, it was pretty disappointing. And obviously, you know, you don't expect to go to that tournament kind of have it canceled halfway through so it's it's disappointing for sure but uh you know it is what it is and you know got to move on from it
0: how tough is it to move on i you get back with your club team and you get right back in the battle uh, another battle so maybe that helps but uh is is this one gonna sting for a while yeah for sure i mean i think all of us
1: our dreams were to you know play in this tournament and win a gold medal and obviously we, we didn't get the opportunity to i think um you know for me i'm kind of lucky right now i got a quick turnaround quick move on i'm Next day I'm playing a game, so it's it's quick for me, but for some other guys, they're taking time off, so it'll probably sit with them longer and stuff like that, and, you know, it is disappointing. It's definitely a, you know, kind of a broken heart dream kind of thing where, um, you know, it was our dream to win a gold medal, and, you know, we're not going to get the opportunity to do that. It's pretty tough, but like I said before, it, it is what it is and can't really do much about it.
0: Take me back to that uh, that announcement, uh, the bad news, and and your Canadian teammates, a lot of WHL players, uh, guys you know. Um, what was sort of the the interactions with the others once that news came down?
1: Yeah, I remember once they told us after kind of they all start uh, stopped speaking, we were all just silent for about you know probably a good five minutes before we kind of got up and started hugging each other and stuff like that. It was you know like I said, pretty sad for for everyone, and um, you know obviously took us by we're all in a little bit of shock kind of thing so it was a tough tough little time there but um you know i feel like it is what it is kind of thing
0: there is talk that maybe you, you play it in june or july i mean are you holding out hope that that might happen for sure
1: i think we all have a little hope for that um that's kind of what they're telling us is they're gonna try and do it you know at a later date maybe in in june or whatever i'm hearing a bunch of different things and stuff like that but um you know there's definitely is hope for sure to finish the job kind of thing and, and get an opportunity to play in that
0: tournament. And, um, I guess we'll see what happens. I know the experience ended shorter than you wanted, but, but what was it like being a part of that again, your second time through it, but this time bit of a different role. Um, you know, you had those WHL teammates. We talk about uh, even a teammate with the Blazers and Logan Stankov, who had would score to that first game that he played against Austria. So what was the experience? albeit be short.
1: Yeah, it was great. Honestly, I feel like right from the start, we kind of all came together and we we're a super close team. Um, you know i'm i'm really proud of all the guys um we became close friends closer than you know kind of any other hockey canada team i've been with and i'm definitely going to miss that group for sure and you know it's it's tough that we going not get the opportunity to you know be together and chase the ultimate goal but um you know it is what it is and we all got to move on from it now
0: you know y'all you had your your family there i know i saw your dad um you know on on social media and all the parents were there showing him in the stands so i mean probably equally disappointed for the family that made the trip
1: yeah, for sure. It's definitely tough. And I think we all feel for them too. They kind of schedule time off and stuff like that and, and book flights and book rooms and stuff like that. And to have it cut short is, is pretty disappointing. But, you know, like I said earlier, there's there's really nothing we can do about it. It was kind of out of our control. And it's definitely disappointing for, for us and our families for sure.
0: Hopefully you get to play that uh, this summer. That'd be great to have a little bit of a summer showcase uh, in Edmonton and Red Deer or somewhere. Um, while you were there, you signed your contract with uh, with the New York Rangers, and I think it was it was a matter of time uh, before it happened. Uh, it was going to happen, uh, but it took some time here, so you were patient with the process. But I'm sure, you're happy to get it done. And what took so long?
1: Yeah, definitely happy to get it done. Um, it's definitely you know a dream come true of mine to you know sign an NHL contract, and um, you know like you said, it kind of took a little while for sure i was definitely you know waiting for one and waiting for one to come and then um you know we finally got something worked out and then got something done it's it's great and i'm definitely um you know pretty privileged to be a part of the new york rangers organization and um you know i'm excited for the future to come
0: okay well i know that uh gold medal dream maybe we'll just put it on pause for now and, and you might get a hopefully a shot at that uh this summer but it's great to have you back dylan thanks a lot yeah thanks for having me You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. The WHL's trade deadline is January 17th, but some teams are ahead of the game as they look to shore up their rosters for the second half. The Portland Winterhawks acquired 20-year-old goaltender Taylor Gauthier from the Prince George Cougars. Goche is a five-year goaltender for PG and Cougars head coach and GM Mark Lamb says it was a tough move to make. I like uh, goat so much, you know. He, he's such a good goaltender, and he's he's went through a lot here in Prince George, and he's been a great soldier for everybody on and off the ice, and. Um, you know, trying to do the deal was hard. There, there's not a big market for overage goaltenders. Or, uh, they, you know, a lot of different circumstances, a lot of different factors out there in the real world. And, um, you know, it, he, he's going to a real good team. The return we got, uh, we get Braunberg back, who's a good defenseman. It'll really, you know, help our young guys out back there. So, uh, I was, ha- I was happy it was over. Goche expected to make his Winterhawks debut next week. And as the trade deadline comes and goes, WHL This Week Radio Edition will be on top of all the moves in the coming weeks. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. Dustin Wolf, a former WHL star goaltender for the Everett Silvertips, recently got called up by the NHL's Calgary Flames. The two-time WHL goaltender of the year was the fourth last player selected in the 2019 NHL Draft, 214th overall. He's having a great season in Stockton with the AHL's Heat and got the call up this past week to the NHL's Flames.
2: We just got off the ice in Stockton there and um, you know, I was actually laying on the, in the training room and get some work done, and um, you know, I had the phone brought to me, and it was Brad Thomas on the phone to say I was going to come up to Seattle. So obviously, super excited, and um, you know, obviously, my mom was the first person to call, and you know, obviously, she's pretty excited, especially since you know my, my house is only 45 minutes from here. So um, you know, just to have some family in the building, tonight, it's going to be exciting for sure.
0: Flames head coach Daryl Sutter says he's earned the call up.
2: Well he's fourteen oh and two. So it's just like his goalies are just like coaches are measured on a record. It's good goals.
0: And a step onto the NHL ice in the Pacific Northwest for Wolf.
2: Get yeah, my first call because obviously pretty exciting to begin with. And then um, you know to have family close by and obviously being close to everyone, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of you know every fans in the building as well. So um, you know, definitely pretty exciting.
0: Congratulations to Dustin Wolf. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Hey, The branded Wheat Kings are finding some great traction here through the month of December and starting into the new year. Head coach is Don McGilvery, first time on the WHL This Week Radio Show. Don, thanks for making time for us. Hope you're keeping warm and branded. I know it's been a cold spell here across Western Canada. It's been tough.
2: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It is uh, it is cold. It's uh, probably the first time we've experienced this uh, cold snap, but uh, it's not uncommon in this uh, part of the world.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know as a visiting team going into Brandon, it was actually the best stop on the Eastern Road trip because you could uh, just go into the hotel, pull the bus in, uh, and the hotel's attached to the rink and you never had to leave. It was just a great spot to be. Absolutely, all right, Don, let's talk about it. I mentioned the seven one and one in your last nine, uh and you're doing it uh here just by you know by committee, by the looks of things missing a top player like Ridley Gregg. how have you guys been getting it done?
2: you know what uh well, for the start of the season we 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 were really short staffed and uh I think that really is showing some dividends now. I think that uh, we had some young guys playing. Uh, you know, up the lineup and, and once we got a full lineup we've been able to get some traction and uh our goals against average is coming down quite a bit since the start of the season, the first probably the first twelve games of the year we were up around giving up around five goals a game. So that's not a recipe for success. And then I think in the last uh you know, half of the half of the first half, um you know, we we our goals against is definitely decreased and we're getting good production from different guys like you said uh it's kind of by committee we're missing Ridley, Greg, and uh on who's an important part, part of our team as well so i think that uh, you know we've had some guys step up it's kind of a next man up mentality and and uh, the guys have embraced it and and we're starting to play well
0: I happened to catch your first game back from the break uh on home ice against Winnipeg and that might have been the most entertaining overtime I've seen in a while. Uh it must have dri- driven you crazy but uh that was just a rodeo you had going on with uh with the ice.
2: Yeah, I think it was good for the fans. It wasn't too good for the coaches. <laughs> uh you know, I don't think uh you know that wasn't a, a great game by any means uh but you know again, we found a way to get the job done against a team that you know it was, uh doesn't have very many losses and we we were able to take uh you know, five out of six points against them in our last three games. So I think that that's important. That's good for building confidence. And uh, certainly to get that extra point in overtime was huge.
0: You know, it's it's tough right now trying to navigate through this COVID world. And I know there's some you know some game postponements looming uh, in Brandon and in Manitoba with uh, capacity restrictions uh, by the provincial government here. And, and that's tough. It's tough for, for the managers. It's tough for coaches and, and the players. So uh, how do your players, how do you guide them through a bit of uncertainty right now with what's going on
2: Yeah, you know, we talk about it every day. I think we've talked about just uh you know being grateful for the opportunity to play and come to come to the rink and uh, expect to play. And if something changes, then we'll deal with it at that time. But we have to prepare ourselves to play on a night to night or a day to day basis. Practice the way we would normally practice, and then whatever comes our way, we'll deal with it. But I think you know, there's so much uncertainty. You don't know what's coming down the pipe here. Uh, You know, we're hoping to get through this. I think the league's hoping to get through this. But, you know, there's things that are out of your control and you can only control what you can control. And that's uh, just coming to work every day and, and trying to get better.
0: You know, I, I go back to uh, where you're in right now, the position you're in, and I, I go back to the 2018 WHL trade deadline. Don, I believe you were an assistant coach with the team at the time, uh, and there were some tough decisions there to part ways with a guy like Kale Clegg and you know Tanner Caspic. Uh, but you, you gain what was it, four first round picks out of those uh, two big trades uh, that you've now been able to use uh, for extra stock in the draft here the last couple of years. Uh, you, you have to know that the trade deadline's looming again here. Uh, where do you think the Brandon week Kings are headed with the trade deadline? And let's go back to that major deal that's sort of set up your organization here moving forward.
2: Yeah, I think when you look back at that, that time that, that year, uh, you know, certainly as the coaches, we weren't really too thrilled about making those moves. But I think that um, you know, it was a different year where China was hosting the Memorial Cup. Moose John Swift Current had already added to their team and were loading up to take a run at the division so we were in a division that had three really really good teams and you know one of those two or two of those teams were going to lose in the first round so i think that um you know it's a little bit different scenario this this time around we're probably in the same spot we've had a real tough we had a real tough start to the season we played you know probably the first 15 games without either two two of our top forwards to our top defenseman Sometimes our starting goal turned not play. I think he was hurt, you know, for eight eight games or so. So I think you know our situation is a little bit different. I think that uh, if you look at the league, you know, certainly Edmonton and, and uh, Winnipeg in our on the, in the Eastern Conference have separated themselves, but everybody else, there's literally four points separating the rest of the team. So we're everybody's still in the fight here, uh, and I you know I'm of the mindset that. Um, you know, if you can get to the playoffs anything can happen, you never know what's going to happen, just like you don't know what's happening with COVID. You know, teams can get injuries, you get suspensions, uh, you get rolling at the right time, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But the reality is, is you know, again, it's not something that I control. I, I coach the players that come into the building on a day-to-day basis uh if we decide as a group that we're gonna go in a different direction, then you know, that's what we'll deal with. But I, I, I don't see that happening this year. I don't I think we're you know, we we like our group, we, we're comfortable with our group, we feel like we've taken some strides and we're gonna be adding, you know, Ridley Gregg into the lineup, Jake on into the lineup, that's that's gonna make a significant difference for us as well.
0: Don, I know it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster to say the least on the ice and off the ice uh, in Brandon this year. You're you're riding a high right now, but uh, we all wait to see what happens with uh, with Omicron and uh, some game postponements there in Brandon. But uh, appreciate your insight here on WHL this week, and want to wish you the best of luck and hope you can keep things rolling there. Okay. Well,
2: thanks a lot, John. Appreciate you having me.
0: Hey, that's the show. Happy New Year to everyone across the WHL. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL Broadcast
2: Partners and Bauer Hockey.